The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. of God in Christ, a brand new creation in Him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am now complete in Him. I'm a partaker of His divine nature. On me He will not impute sin. I have been crucified with Christ, crucified and buried with Him. We are one with Him in righteousness after we became one in sin. He became as we were, that we might be as He is now. He became one with us in death, we became one in life with Him. I'm confessing I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a brand new creation in Him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, I am now complete in Him. I'm a partaker of His divine nature, on me He will not impute sin. He died to make us live, to make us righteous He was made sin. He became weak to make us strong, suffered shame to give us glory. He went to hell to take us to heaven, was condemned to justify us. He was made sick to make us well, was cast out from the presence of God to make us welcome there. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a brand new creation in Him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, I am now complete in Him. I'm a partaker of His divine nature, on me He will not impute sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a brand new creation in Him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, I am now complete in Him. I'm a partaker of His divine nature, on me He will not impute sin. On me He will not impute sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a 
The Word of God tells us, Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. If we live a life of weakness and defeat, it's because we do not know who we are, what we are in Christ, and are not declaring it. This life and nature of God is righteousness. Consequently, the man who has received the nature of God has automatically become the righteousness of God in Christ. He may not know it. He may not take advantage of it, but it is true nevertheless. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a brand new creation in him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. Why? Because I am righteous in and through Jesus Christ. We become Christ-like in the measure that the word of God prevails in us. One writer put it this way, to meditate or think or to get into the word of God, meditation in the word is like a visit with Jesus. Meditation in the word is like a visit with Jesus. The word is Christ revealed. The word is God present with us, speaking the living message of a loving Father God. The word is always now. It is his word to me today. It is his voice, his last message. It becomes a living thing in my heart as I lovingly act upon his word. The word becomes a living thing on the lips of love, walking in love, talking in love. It has no power on the lips of those whose lives are out of fellowship with him, who live in the realm of reason. The word of God makes our ministries limitless. Yes, everybody has a ministry. His word is what he is. The word of God is the mind of the Father. The word of God is the will of the Father. It shows the way to the Father. The word is the Father speaking to us. You notice that it's always in the present tense. The word is the bread of heaven, food for our spirits. Matthew 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Think of that. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Thy words were unto me joy and rejoicing of my heart. Job tells us how precious the word is to him in Job 23. I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured up the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know, when a child of God looks upon the word as Job did, then it becomes a reality in his daily life. Job had no written word. He had the word spoken by angels. We have the written word. We have it printed in many forms, many translations, so we may carry it in our pocket and our purse. How little we have appreciated the value of the message of God that we can carry with us. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them delivered them from their destructions. Mark 16, verses 19 and 20. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken unto them, was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. They preached his word, the Lord working with them, confirming his word that they spoke by signs that followed their preaching. Notice that the Lord worked with them when they gave out his word. I believe that a revival 
is breaking out in many places because people are preaching, proclaiming the word, and God is working with that word. But the word of man has gained the ascendancy in some circles and has more authority than God's word has today in certain areas. He confirms the word today everywhere that it is preached. So when we preach the word, God is going to confirm the word. I want you to notice that the Father makes the word good in the lives of men and women as men and women dare to act upon the word of God, live in it, speak it, proclaim it. In the closing sentence of the Gospel of Matthew, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age, the believer can be sure that though he be forsaken by all others, there is one who will stand by him. But the thing that has most deeply impressed my heart is the reality of God in the Word. Remember, meditation in the Word is like a visit with Jesus. He is not only in the Word, but he breathes his very life, though it has unfolded the word to him. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus said that. He is in the midst of those in the word. Jesus said, if you love me, the Father and I will come in and make our home with you. If we could only realize that when we open the word, it is a living thing. We are implanting in the hearts of men when we speak the word. The word is God present with us, speaking his living message of the living Word of God. It is now word from him to me. It is his voice. It becomes a living thing in the heart of faith. In Romans 10 and 8, it is called the Word of Faith. It is called his word that gives birth to faith in the believer. It is God's faith expressed. The Word of God is the power of God unto salvation. You see, God is a faith God, and he always uses words to do things. In Hebrews 11, we read in verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds have been framed by the word or words of God. Yes, God's word is just as real now as what he inspired John or Peter or Paul to write it. The word talks to us. It takes the place of Jesus. The word is the Father speaking to you and I right now. It has the same authority that it would have if Jesus stood in the room and spoke it. Faith in the Father is faith in his word. The word takes on all that our faith demands. Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. As you consider the word and act upon it, it will become real to you. This book, this Bible, this living word has God in it. The word takes the place of the unseen Jesus. God told Joshua to meditate in the word day and night. In other words, to live in it. Jesus said in John 8, abide in my word. The word gets into your blood. It gets into your system and becomes a very part of you. The word is inspired. Holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. As they were born along in their spirit life, God spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets. The words that I speak, he said unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Every word that God speaks has life in it. Remember Hebrews 4.12? The Logos of God is a living thing. It's not like man's words which die after just a generation or when the memory fades. God's word lives on. I love to think of it as the prevailing word, as it was in Ephesus, how it ruled over that wicked city. Today, the Logos of God is ruling in the hearts of those who yield to its sway. The word has the authority of God in it now. 
It has the righteousness of God in it. That's why we can sing and we can say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. A brand new creation in him. I can now approach the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am now complete in him. And I'm a partaker of his divine nature on me. He will not impute sin. Well, the word of God is real. If I preach it, live it, it will work for me. It will reveal the very riches of my inheritance to me. It will give me courage to enter into and enjoy my inheritance. It will build Jesus the Master's steadfastness into me. The Word of God is the very character of Christ. It will be built into me, into you, only as we know what it will do through us through meditation of the Word. Soak in the Word, and the Word will soak in you. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.